0: movie podcast for halloween Uh, the reboot movie not the holiday necessarily my name is tom chick i'm here with
1: christian mccloskey uh i would prefer to be called the shape preferably isosceles i don't understand that one kelly i don't either
0: yeah kelly one who's also here with us maybe you will have a tagline that the listeners would understand
2: this isn't the tagline, but maybe it has to do with the shapes on the prison yard before Dingus is doing a geometry.
0: Well, you're spoiling things. Save that for the parts of the podcast when we're <laughs> spoiling
2: characters. Yeah, let's just go,
1: hey, geometry.
2: Right. <clears throat> okay, hey, tagline.
1: Geometry. Hey.
2: <laughs> That's a guy listening to the internet on a bus. Okay, tagline, Tom. Yes. <clears throat> Finally, a movie that taps into our universal irritation with babysitters
0: okay the internet did not like that tagline because it censored parts of what you said I couldn't hear parts of it so Kelly Bites let's try take two of the Halloween tagline let's see if the internet will allow it this time try it again something about babysitters and tapping into fear
2: go final movie that taps into our fear of babysitters (laughs) didn't like that
0: Oh, no, we heard that. Okay, I thought there was more. Uh, Was there another tagline? You're just reacting
2: to the... (laughs) So the first time you didn't hear it, the second time the reaction was identical, but just... uh... I could
0: be wrong, but I thought I heard you cut out. That happens every now and then. Uh, No, I think it's
2: it's the internet critiquing the joke. Okay. Finally, a slasher movie that's reset.
0: Okay, I don't think the internet cut out on that one. I think the internet let that one through. (laughs) Do you have a third one?
2: I'm worried the opposite is going to go so far. <laughs> Shatner's best <laughs> since Free Enterprise.
0: See, is that an obscure uh, one? I got that one, but do you think, Dingus, did you get that one, for instance?
2: None of them are very good. No, I don't get that one. Okay. What I
0: get? Would well, it's, it's, it's Halloween lore that I don't know
2: that, I first of all, that I'm not
0: sure is true, and second of all, that I, I don't know that many people know, but we'll get into that part? in a moment. You're
2: dumb. Uh, You don't know that's true? What, are you crazy? You call yourself... Well, why is
0: that? It sounds apocryphal to me. The Shatner part? Yeah. Is that true? I mean, I don't see it when I see his face.
2: No, I know, but they made it whiter and look stupider. Oh, okay. They didn't just use it. it. They they didn't use the Shatner mask without makeup or anything. They used his actual... (laughs) <laughs> he put on like uh, one of those face mask, uh powdery Noxema things and they pulled it off and
0: oh so they literally did a mold from the actor's face it wasn't like a
2: it wasn't no it was a I Halloween have... mask I'm fucking It was just JK uh, oh oh so. I see okay well that's why Halloween it was a Captain Kirk mask that they messed around with, okay. which okay. I always thought maybe that's part of Michael Myers' motivation <laughs> he hates Shattered alright
0: well apparently not because he goes dressed as him every year
2: that's right. He uh, loves
0: it. That's what I meant so. Dingus, tell – okay, we've already spoiled parts of it. Dingus, go ahead and try to be careful about spoilers, they unlike me and it. Kelly Wand. Give us the basics about what we saw this week.
1: All right. This week we saw a movie called Halloween. It's Halloween, a 2008 American slasher thriller horror 11th installment movie about how scary closet doors aren't. It was directed by David Gordon Green – and written by him with Danny McBride. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Like, and uh Jeff uh Fradley, based on characters by John Carpenter and Deborah Hill. It stars Jamie Lee Curtis, Judy Greer. Oh my god. Andy he Will Patton, Toby Huss, and Holoc Bill Ginner It's rated R. What? And bloody images, language, brief drug use, and nudity. Brief drug
2: use. <laughs> Kelly no no drug takes a long time to use. It's the effects you're. Doing. Okay, what?
0: Should there be Except any other for, disclaimers in that little rating situation there? Did they, ca- did they I would, catch everything?
2: No, they're terrible. They shall be fired. But um, <laughs> that goes without saying. But I caught, and I was taking very careful notes because I, I really. I was hoping and worrying that kids would come to this, so I wanted to let the kids know right. what to see. Mm-hmm. I agree with Dingus. Uh, improper use of a closet door, um, punch bowl <laughs> improper use, uh, improper use of psychiatry, improper use of a police car, improper use of a gas station attendant, uh, some dance class, and uh, teenage situations. <laughs>
0: Uh, Halloween is on Rotten Tomatoes at 80. 80% of the reviews are positive. The Metacritic average from various ratings is 68. It did not fare very well on CinemaScore. It got a B+. Now, before you say, oh, B+, that seems fine, that's not good on CinemaScore. If you don't get your A on CinemaScore, you've kind of failed. However, commercially, I'm afraid it couldn't beat Venom for... What?! Wait, hold on. For the number one October box office opening of all time. Uh, Venom hit 80 million. Halloween only hit 76 point something. 70.
2: Domestic.
0: Kelly, wanted every, we only talk domestic numbers here. You're going to have to oh, look fuck up your you own numbers Earth. In, in Europe. Fuck you,
2: rest of the world. <laughs> Kelly, where you're living, doesn't matter to us. It's about money. Because yeah, the not, Germans loved it. I'm just saying it was a crowded house. People Everywhere wanted to see it. They should count that. Did it beat Venom opening weekend with Worldwide? Uh,
0: I don't know, I could look that up But I'm not sure, I would guess I don't know how it, well Halloween exports Whereas Marvel, I know they push that all over the place uh, the So I don't know, Kelly Wand But you you know what, maybe you should look that up for us In future podcasts How did I'm it do in Germany
2: Oh, they fucking were all it was Sold out like instantly It was a preview, like there's one showing of it On a Sunday night And it was packed
0: well, we can it's obviously infer from that it's a huge hit in the entire country of Germany.
2: Mm, where Germany goes, <laughs> thus the world. <laughs> okay. Wow! Because they don't get out for just everything.
0: Kelly Wand, Pete, the world has been uncomfortable with people saying that since about nineteen forty-one, yeah. forty-two.
2: Yeah, but now we're maybe thirty-nine. <laughs> yeah, but now now we're them, so we can use their old stuff. Yeah,
0: in the fresh. Kelly Wand, I would like a synopsis of Halloween. <laughs>
2: You want me like to keep talking about German
0: <laughs> Nazi slogans? Okay. I would like it to be called the halloopsis,
2: Of course. Yeah. Good, Tom. Thank I'm you. Proud of you. It's kind of an easy one, but I've seen you miss easier ones. Um, yeah, halloopsis Sorry to our, our Italian listeners. <clears throat> a clock at a weird angle is all Halloween starting. I am Dr. Numis. Welcome to Haddonfield Geometry (laughs) Floor Asylum. As you can see, we have him in handcuffs. He likes watching the uh, other inmates hold butterfly nets. So just make sure you don't go past the yellow line of the red square. Also, the tall man from Phantasm's pink triangle. Uh, Stay outside that. And the hills have eyes. Hillbillies stay out of his orangish parallelogram. But inside, the green rhombus. Also, uh, Leatherface is avoiding here. but Cougars in verse. Later. Michael Myers, good news, I'm making a podcast where I hand serial killers the masks they use to breathe louder through during their murders. We're already up to 20 likes. Also, I'm doing uh, the My Bloody Valentine coal miner and his mask at 3.30, and the bunny from The Shining at 4. So if we wrap this up. Podcasting! I know you're a fan. Look at ya. We see Michael Myers from behind in an Empire Strikes Back way. <laughs> Looks like that guy Al Molinaro uh, from Happy Days, kinda. Michael here. Your William Shatner mask. Think about Shatner right now. Or Rob Zombie. Michael clenches and shakes his fist at irritation. The other prisoners and some dogs all start howling excitedly. Said <laughs> Michael shaking his fists. I love it. A mongoloid's all, Shut there! The reporter steps up to the yellow line and looks back at the doctor. Like, You went outside or in the yellow part? The doctor gestures encouragingly Go ahead, keep going. I can murder you. <laughs> Michael, come on, I brought your mask! now's your chance to say something to a few people on the internet. (laughs) As Michael starts to continue not saying anything, the movie loses interest and the Halloween theme (laughs) starts
3: playing.
2: (laughs) (laughs) While a moldy pumpkin yawns at us. (laughs) And some words tell me that Michael Myers was not an executive producer. Beside me, Jason Voorhees stands up and goes, uh, my theme song's also pretty memorable. Uh, here comes Friday, <laughs> Uh, also, hockey. I love hockey. Uh, my weapons, uh, thing, same thing, it's Michael. Words all hallowopses. Beside me, Donald Pleasants tears off his Goldilocks wig angrily. Yes, <laughs> I'm Jamie Lee Curtis's granddaughter in this. <sighs> Can't wait to see my Me Too moment in this. Huh, Dad? Oh, damn it! I got peanut butter. on my penis. <laughs> oh, this mouse trap ain't helping neither. Judy Greer's all. Tastes like caramel. I thought that's what she said there. A little unclear. Speaking of which, Allison, uh, I didn't talk to Grandma. I mean, I did. She says if there's a family dinner with uh, your fat friend who looks like Tyrion or the stoner motorcyclist, she'll definitely come to one of those. (laughs) As long as it's open bar and carry. (laughs) Gosling stands up in front of me. (laughs) Oh, God. And goes... Hey, adventure watchers. You know what's really scary? No oxygen and weighing less. Yeah. That's what I have to pretend to do in my film. Still in theaters through tonight. Uh, Yeah, kids in it. I play almost a real life Shatner, who uh, I also have to wear a mask and... Use metal tools to solve problems and also have complex relationships with my family members. So, yeah, that's Last Man still theaters through tonight. From the director who brought you Miles Teller and the actor who made <laughs> Ides of March. what it is right now in your brain. Thank you. Eventually, he sits down. Meanwhile, at a speaker box for a metal gate. Miss <laughs> Lee Curtis, I'm British or Australian. We're doing an opsis about crazy old women who dislike serial killers for a movie podcast on a website about video games (laughs) the gate stays shut (laughs) his brunette lady friend rolls her eyes and goes we're investigative journalists the gate rattles open later miss lee curtis four divorces eight yoga commercials (laughs) that (laughs) movie that movie perfect with travolta Grandview, USA. Also, H2O and the sequel you get killed off. Shouldn't we get refunds for those two? <laughs> Curtis is all, I only let you in here to say get the fuck out. Also, you owe me $3,000. That's what I charge for telling people to get the fuck out. is <laughs> Lee Curtis. Who got custody of your chain-link fence outside? It did. Uh, you already knew that. But Isley Curtis, I tried to offer your brother, I mean some character, named Michael Myers the mask, and he didn't notice any difference at all. And neither did I. Nothing changed entire war. It was so boring. Oh god, it was our worst podcast ever. <laughs> he didn't say anything, the dogs Alright, maybe they said a few things and the other inmates reacted slightly. But you know, come on. It's terrible, it's boring. They're transferring Michael tomorrow to a prison yard with less geometry for him to stand on. She's on 7 a.m. She pumps a shotgun and hits a button on her wall. A shelf with kitchen appliances on it slides away, revealing a bomb shelter basement. <laughs> She's all, yep, Mike won't be able to get in there unless he can break wood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. This thing here, it's designed to withstand everything, uh, except for a large man pulling on it. (laughs) Excuse me. I'm really drunk. My character. I'm going back to Haddonfield, Looney Bend tomorrow to do a follow-up podcast in which I dangle the mask again and scream at him some more. (laughs) Come with me. Now's your chance to tell him you're sorry. Jamie Lee Curtis opens her door and goes, I got a quote for your book. She holds out her palm. I look over at Adrian Barbeau sitting beside me <laughs> and go, oh. <laughs> lepers? But... Sophomore jinx. Some words are all October 31st. Jamie Lee Curtis watches the prison bus with Michael on it leave the prison mm-hmm. and head down the freeway, but then dumbly forgets to follow it and instead <laughs> drives off to scream and drink. <laughs> I really would have thought All the training would have prepared her for the, <laughs> to the other thing. <laughs> Meanwhile in a high school locker bay <coughs> Billy Speaking of which, don't forget tonight's wine dinner with crazy grandma night. We do it every Halloween. Usually without grandma. Seriously? I thought you were joking. We're still seeing each other? Fat teenage Tyrion in a cowboy hat farts (laughs) up to them. Sup, characters? (laughs) By the way, I just shit my pants. Little part of me. From me to your little parts, you're welcome. (laughs) Oh, fat Tyrion. You're the logical hypotenuse of this adolescent triad. (sighs) Meanwhile, on a night road... (laughs) <laughs> Damn it, Garrett Jr. I still don't see why you don't want to take hunting or fishing class instead of, uh... His omen kids all, Gotta dance, gotta sing. That's just my character in this, Dad. What the... <laughs> An overturned prison bus and a bunch of extras and hospital gowns. Ugh, <laughs> uh, fuck. Fuck. Dad, I thought I was in a movie called Dance School. <laughs> His dad's all, Alright, I'm gonna go right into the fog and ask the bus driver if he wants to drive my truck here home. Seems like a good driver. So, uh, you stay here and panic. <laughs> the dog grabs the shotgun, runs off the screen, and loses interest in the movie. Eventually, the kid's all, Dad? <laughs> what the fuck? The kid finally gets bored. The kids are the only ones in the movie that are like, oh, it's a Halloween movie. <laughs> the kid finally gets bored, grabs his other shotgun, and walks onto the bus. An old man walks up and goes, hey, I like you. The kid shoots him, then runs away and finds an SUV with Michael Myers lying in the backseat. So he gets in, turns the keys, but Michael gets annoyed when others drive in places. <laughs> later on a sidewalk in front of some houses <laughs> hey Allison I heard your uncle's Josh Hartnett <laughs> that's just something people told themselves to make him feel better that Tyrion's all wait though, so how'd they catch Michael Myers <laughs> only other thing had not feel famous for is that we used to have one field The stoner who likes motorcycles and dying off-screen of the group's all. Why they transferring him on Halloween? That seems kind of dumb. Also, does the prison bus have squares on the floor? And how come over the last four years, every bit of news footage only shows him from behind on TV? (laughs) The douchey boyfriend looks at the football field and goes, Oh, shit, Allison, there's your grandma. Jamie Lee Curtis is all You called out a blitz? She shoots a machine gun at some jocks <laughs> Allison's all I'll go tell her she doesn't go to this school anymore <laughs> She walks over to Curtis who hands her an envelope and goes Here, 3000 I earned it by doing nothing Kind of like uh, the one after H2O Fire you, had would spit on bullets Grandma, your character needs to stop being traumatized in this. It's not like you were in four Halloween movies before this anymore. So, besides, Michael has feelings too. You just need to look into his eyes. That's why my mom hates you. If the price your mom's hate safety, I'm glad she's queer. Jamie Lee Curtis storms off. Allison sighs. It's so embarrassing to be related to a person who saved kids from the area's most famous serial killer using only a coat hanger. God. <laughs> Meanwhile at a gas station, Nigel, go inside, get me some jujubes and tampons. I've got a piss. Hang on, Mildred, just putting this cardboard box here with Michael Myers' mask on it. I don't know how we got the city from I mean, the law enforcement. On top of our dirty laundry. Ah, yeah. trunk. And there. <laughs> My life's perfect. He exchanges looks with a psychotic looking man in asylum scrubs and handcuffs sitting in a nearby van. (laughs) Smiles pleasantly and goes, Hello. You like podcasts? He vibes putting on headphones and listening excitedly. (laughs) Let's say you listen. He goes over and knocks on the gas station cashier's window. Excuse me, I'd like a dollar on pump four, please. Hmm, that's odd. The attendant seems to be asleep and having some chin issues. Should I look through the other window and check his face just to make sure? It's only like a few it... Nah! I'm gonna go stand by my car with a crowbar! Meanwhile, inside the (laughs) toilets... Ugh, I'm not going in these two stalls. She opens the last stall and finds a bowl full of poo and the seat missing and the flush handle not working. (laughs) Aw, here we go, just like me, native Scotland. (laughs) Scottish accent. Right. Ratcon! She sits down. Someone in boots comes in and stomps around, kicking all the stall doors in. (laughs) She's like... Uh, excuse me, heavy set man with boots on? Oh, I'm just an attractive British woman in here with me knickers down. Thank you. He reaches his head over the door and drops some coins into the stall <laughs> to let her know that he can wait. It's cool. Take her time. But I guess a misunderstanding ensues. Nigel opens the door and goes, Oi, I hope I didn't enter the men's room by mistake. <laughs> what the... I know the back of that head anywhere. Well, guess what, Michael Myers? I've been researching you for three years, and I know just what tool will do the trick. He raises one of those cardboard tubes they use for wrapping paper and assaults Michael. (laughs) Beside me, Cruz leans over to Cavill and whispers, Hey, Witcher! 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 Witcher, Witcher, Witcher! It's not my name! Witcher! Remember in Rogue Nation? When we murdered that Asian man in that bathroom stall? And those Frenchmen came in and wanted to tickle us. (laughs) Yeah, remember Ann Rice? Wow. Eventually, uh, I don't think they're watching Halloween correctly. I'd like to add that to the uh, right But Witcher, Halloween, I get Tom Cruise trying to do. Eventually, everyone in the bathroom either dies or goes to the bathroom. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> oh, What a relief. <laughs> Like a bathroom. Meanwhile, Will Patton and a black guy in a cowboy hat walk through a hospital ward. Will Patton looks at a clipboard and goes, Well, so the good news is we found all the fruit kicks from the prison bus wandering around catching butterflies, uh, except uh, here on page nine. <laughs> yeah. Slight issue. Um, Didn't find the... Uh psychopathic murderer who killed everybody there and escaped. Exact same way for years ago. You know, who knew? It's not like it's one night every four decades we need to really pay attention to our jobs. So that aspect's less than ideal. Uh, fortunately, none of the victim's families seem to mind or know and... Uh, the only reporters in town, excuse me, reporters in town, sorry, I'm still looking at page nine, the only reporters in town who still care uh, about any of this, we just found dead in a gas station restroom. So, um, maybe still is the wrong word. On the camera, I probably still don't care. <laughs> this is how Will Patton sounds on this.
3: <laughs>
2: the black dude lights his cigar and goes, Well, Black like Mayor Vaughn always said, What are we going to do? Cancel Halloween? <laughs> he laughs smokes on the patience I lean over to the happy birthday to girl beside me and go I can't wait to see that black characters come up that night at Hooters well Billy what y'all like best about dating my daughter uh nothing really uh, mom <laughs> mom did you really invite grandma to all this cause I really wanted her to see how bored Billy is from watching us eat yeah we talked in her office today uh, she said she was <laughs> super busy with the Trading Places reboot mom hey <laughs> Mater D comes over and goes once again everyone would like to apologize um, for last week's spectacle with Tom Hardy and the lobster tank out there but rest assured tonight's dining experience will be zaniness free <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis grabs Greer's wine and melts it down then brazenly grabs Dustin Hoffman's. <laughs> <laughs> His table, drinks that. Then she goes over and screams in Tom Green's face, and then she pours some salad on her head. And then She runs out screaming. Greer's result. <sighs> see, this is why we don't reach out, Mom. Ellie, <sighs> sorry you had to see that. Now you know what my childhood salad, salad tasted like. My mom thinks we're on a sequel to Halloween. Idiot. At least she's out of her fierce creatures phase, thank Christ. Billy's all, yeah, I think I'll have the risotto. (laughs) Allison runs outside to make sure Jamie Lee Curtis is gone. She's not. When Allison (laughs) tries to shove her into traffic, Jamie Lee falls asleep on her. That night, Jamie Lee's hanging out at home getting drunk. She's all, I keep feeling like I'm forgetting something. On the dumbest possible day of the year to space out about it. Oh, fuck so it is today behind her on the TV screen and in gas station news Haddonfield bad boy Michael Myers is running loose today killing reporters and dance school kids (laughs) police are assigning Will Patton and a German psychiatrist to drive around and ask trick-or-treaters whether they're (laughs) Michael (laughs) Myers who doesn't speak Jamie Lee eventually hears this and hits a button, shutting her gates and deadbolting all her doors. Then she has to unlock and open them all again so she can leave and go to Judy Greer's house. (laughs) Maybe it was just a test. Meanwhile, Michael Myers walks around Haddonfield in Michael Myers' mask on Halloween on the 40th anniversary, which none of the hundreds of trick-or-treating locals or parrots running around give a shit about. You'd notice, Typical. Only one. It's the only one. Some kids bump into him. Oh, sorry, Mr. Shatner. Michael walks into a garage, borrows a paintbrush, then walks into a house and bludgeons an old housewife and takes her spatula, and then he goes to the next house and kills another old lady so he can trade up to a whisk. <laughs> Meanwhile in a black kid's living room, black kid's clipping his toenails in front of his hot babysitter. <laughs> 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 all too easy <laughs> into a foe, the babysitter's all hey Randy just come over here after fuck stick here's in bed <laughs> don't forget to bring the alakazam and also a bong to smoke it in <laughs> okay later bitch <laughs> y'all smoking weed I'm telling mama no, oh, we not. No, what? So Alkazam's like a euphemism that we teenagers use to describe a magic trick or ecstasy. Besides, I somehow know your browsing history. Man, we used to be friends. She meets him halfway by making him go to bed. <laughs> so that her boyfriend can come over and make a lot of noise with a motorcycle. I guess belongs <laughs> to the black kid's mom. <laughs> 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 and then I had to set her kid's phone right. <laughs> Meanwhile, at prom, Allison, look, I don't know what you think you saw, but Bambi and I were literally just talking about how easy to fool you'd be if you caught us making out. <laughs> what the? You have a phone? Hey, fuck you, bitch. He grabs her photo and throws it into a punch bowl that someone accidentally spilled some pudding into. <laughs> Maybe it just didn't spike it correctly. It sinks like half an inch, but looks like it still could work, and you can take it out because it's pretty thick. But Billy's all great now. Look what you did! Whoa! Don't try to take it out of the punch bowl. <sighs> that is so you, Allison. Fucking bitch. Allison sighs and leaves the dance and makes Fat Tyrion come with her away from the dance and leaves her phone there for other students to drink. <laughs> Angrily. Show her boyfriend. I'll show you. <laughs> now you have to stand next to that punch bowl. Kiss that girl, asshole. When meanwhile, at the black kid's house, instead of anyone doing Alakazam, hey babe, check it out, I got a tattoo someone's birth date on it. <laughs> it was 10% off. But the other one I got on my forehead here that says 10% off was full price. Oh, you are so getting dry fucked tonight. As they start writhing around leaking fluids onto the sofa. Despite the promised dryness. Tyrone appears on the stairs behind them looking freaked out. He knows what movie he's in. <laughs> Tiffany, we're in a motherfucking Halloween movie, motherfucker. <laughs> motherfucking Michael Myers up here with a knife in my closet. So I'm moving. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> this is white people's shit. Fuck that shit. Oh, Tyrone. You and your out-of-character panic. And only minutes after that news item just now about that prison bus crash a block from here. (sighs) Stupid kids. Here, I'll show you how to scare Michael Myers off. It's an old babysitter trick. (laughs) No, send Randy up first. It's two for No, Randy's busy staring at us. Here. There you are, see. Ta-da! Only thing out of place in your room is this closet door that won't close because of this man standing in there. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Holding this knife. Maybe I'll just open the door first before I try to close it. No, let me try a couple more times. <laughs> alright, alright. I'm gonna open this and see what's inside, what's blocking it. No, one more time. Okay, now I'm going to look inside. Ah! The black kid watches as Michael stabs and pubbles his babysitter to death. Then I guess makes a ghost costume and drapes it over her. The black kid's all, yeah, okay, uh, doing great. I think I know which movie I'm in. I'll go get help. Bye. (laughs) He doesn't. Randy also gets bored watching the babysitter scream and goes out to the garage to sit on a motorcycle, but it tricks him by falling over. He stares at it. Then he gets mad at the motorcycle for humiliating him and picks up a knife. Fuck this. Meanwhile, on a dark street, Allison's all, "Oh, guys are so fucking dumb. I sure can't wait to see Billy's comeuppance in this. Huh, fat Tyrion? Man, he doesn't deserve you. He's way underweight. Way. Uh, I used to be, uh, uh friends with that girl he kissed, by the way. But we had a bit of a misunderstanding after she broke up with her boyfriend. And then again after her next boyfriend. Hey, let's jump this wall. So we also have to jump that spike tip barred gate over there also. <laughs> okay. Oh, climbing. Uh, okay, now for a graceful landing. Well wow. <laughs> Thanks for catching me. I didn't. That's poo. Come on. Man, I just am so sick of guys thinking with their dicks every second. Arr. Speaking of which, Tyrion? What the fuck? I wish I'd been your phone. Grrrr. Tyrion, why are you fondling your boob? It's bigger. She loses interest and hops the fence. Tyrion sighs globulily and turns to Michael Myers in the bushes. Women, am I right? What do you think? She's still in, huh? I just waited too long. Unfortunately for Fat Tyrion, the neighbor whose yard he's in, has special motion sensors that turn the lights off whenever Michael Myers moves. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're critiquing the fact. A few minutes later, Allison help uh, find some rope I get to tie it to a tree. <laughs> Allison, excited by the sounds of Tyrion crying and sounding depressed, returned hoping to point and laugh at him. Then sees he's fallen asleep near the gate, so she leaves. Meanwhile, Judy Greer's house. Jamie Lee Curtis is all. You call this house secure? I barely need two bricks of C4. Jesus, Mom, would you get that wine glass out of my face and that shotgun out of your mouth? Elias, get those right. Will Patton's all. By the way, I'm uh, the one who somehow captured Michael Myers the first time in uh, 1978, and I'm still a patrolman 40 years later. (laughs) (laughs) uh, So... And this is, uh. I am Dr. Numis! <laughs> yeah, you're the new Loomis. Okay. <laughs> you're like the president's daughter and Escape from LA in this. <laughs> but Michael's toddly feeling at this instant is his usual disinterest in using projectile weapons. Or well, as I say in the title to my new book, that'll be $100. Curtis is all. Pat and you and dr. Numis here go drive around and scream Allison's name I'll take Greer and uh, my penis butter-in-law here to my place and lock it <laughs> in my basement till the movie's over here I'll just put out these mouse traps first in case Michael gets hungry Wah! <laughs> class later in a police car will Patton's all okay allison good news uh i just found a dead babysitter with a ghost costume thrown over upstairs and a stoner pinned to the wall in that house uh then your grandma shot michael's reflection (laughs) in a (laughs) mirror and then we lost him. i don't know why that seemed like a seemed like we had him but uh so uh heard you broke up with your boyfriend uh, Should we get my fat friend's body back off of Mister for Spence? Don't worry, Miss Strode. You'll never have to see Michael Myers again as long as I'm there. He is staring at us. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> we'll pat tricks, Michael, by riding over a. <laughs> Doctor Dubis gets out. Why don't we just park on him? Whatever. Doctor Dubis gets out. Leans over Michael and goes, What Michael is feeling right now is irritation and tired treads. The cops all, Sir, get away from the body now. Ow, what the fucking doctor? So that is how it feels to stab a cop. That's an Etch-Sketch pen. I feel so alive. Now, let's see, which is the cop's body and which is Michael's? Here I'll put some mask on one of them. Oh, here, I may be old, but I can drag this body into backseat with you, teenage girl. Get out while door's open. Ah, (laughs) He drives off. (laughs) Allison's all, please let me go and I'll tell you something cool Michael Myers said in a deleted scene to me. (laughs) Dr. Numis breaks the car and goes, by the way, I hear you broke up. It's your boyfriend. Michael tricks them by killing Dr. Dubas with a car seat. Allison tricks the woods by running through them. Ten minutes later, at Fortress Lee Curtis, Judy Greer watches the cop car drive up outside and goes, Hey, good news, everybody. A cop wearing Michael Myers' mask uh, strangling my husband just pulled up. Curtis is all, Damn it. Okay, get downstairs. I got this. Oh yeah, all right bitches. Get ready for some Lee Curtis. Trained 30 years, see, check it out. I call this the Curtis Pull You. See, if I stand with my back to the front door, you have to break glass to be able to counterattack. See these glass windows on either side of me? Yeah, see, yeah. i gonna look through one of them at a time. I designed it that way on purpose. So, the only way he can trick me right now. (laughs) (laughs) Michael tricks Jamie Lee by strangling her. She counter-tricks by shooting him in the fingers or face. As usual, no one ever follows up shooting Michael or shooting. (laughs) That's systematic dismemberment. Instead, they giggle. uh, Jamie Lee, Curtis giggles and runs down into the basement and shuts the secret door again. Allison's now down there. Allison's all, shouldn't you maybe not let him see us opening and closing the door every five (laughs) seconds? I think he's going to catch on. (laughs) It's it's not a shell. (laughs) Just make it a door if you're not going to... Alright, this is boring. I'm going back up. (laughs) Okay, bye Grandma. Hey Mom, do you grieve for Ray yet? Judy agrees all Who? Instead of booby-trapping all the upstairs rooms, and especially closets, Michael's favorite lair, Jamie walks around loudly with a gun shining bright lights at her treasured collection of blood-spattered mannequins. (laughs) And she hits buttons that seal off the doors of the rooms behind her, which is something I'd do if Michael was in the room. (laughs) Suddenly, Michael tricks her by being behind something. (laughs) Suddenly, Michael tricks her by being behind something. So they struggle till she gets bored and jumps out a window. But when Michael looks out the window to admire her from behind, he finds she's gone. He thinks he hears her creepy breathing. Michael gets tired of hearing the trap door to the basement open and closing, and tricks Greer by breaking stuff and finally standing around in the kitchen staring down at her. (laughs) Rear raises a rifle and goes, No, we can't do it. Michael, I guess you won't be seeing these again. Gotcha. <laughs> 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 that little chick, fat kid character. <laughs> Yeah, won't be seeing these. When Michael tries to peek down the stairs at her knobs, she shoots him in the head. Or Jamie does from behind. She's also there. They all watch Michael fall down the stairs like an idiot. Then run right up to the kitchen giggling. <laughs> Jamie Lee hits a make bars across cellar doorway. Button. <laughs> and they all look down at Michael and laugh at him while he stares at them. They set the house on fire and leaves like Bond villains. What the fuck? Right. <laughs> Whatever, dumbasses. The (laughs) strode girls run away giggling to make a farmer drive them to Crystal Lake for some relaxing, skinny dipping. The farmer driver chewing hay is all, Hey, Allison, heard you broke up with your boyfriend. (laughs) We hold on the long butcher knife that Allison brought along as a fond memory of what killed all of her family and friends. While the Halloween music plays, some words tell me who microwaved the cop's brownie. Then we hear some breathing noises. Eventually, I realize it's just Gosling in his spacesuit, relentlessly trying to accost people. To <laughs> Although he breathes like that without the suit.
0: Yeah. The uh,
2: oh, thank you, Kelly Wand. All right, good. I'm glad you feel that way. It's a real rush job.
0: Now, Dingus, you're the one uh, here who's not the horror movie aficionado like Kelly Wand and I.
2: How much Halloween does he know? Yeah.
0: Why don't you go first and uh, tell us what's a movie that's better than this, a movie that's not as good at it as this, and a little brief account of what you thought of it?
1: All right, so uh, under this, I would put the first slasher movie I ever watched, uh, which would be A Nightmare on Elm Street, number three, Dream Warriors. Um, it's oh, that's
2: a good one.
1: First time I ever went to see it. Uh, uh, any of these types of movies, I wasn't really allowed to watch these types of things. But I had a bunch what
2: a of weird one to start with. Well, that's an interesting choice.
1: I had a bunch. are like really
2: getting in the deep end, right? There.
1: Well, well, I had a bunch of friends who were going, and they're like, "Hey, can you come to this?" And my my parents were like, "All right, fine." Uh, really?
2: Uh, and They didn't uh, even know Fred Krueger or you didn't either okay alright I'm sorry no, they, they didn't know Fred. they didn't story. know Fred
1: Kruger I'm glad you call him I'm glad you have him you have why him. are we giving Fred. him a baby
2: name yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, they had no idea but they were they were kind of like alright he's he's a good kid like with the nurse we'll let him the go off with his friends yeah. and I, I was freaked out by it but not that freaked out uh, I just I didn't get the appeal um, uh, so <laughs> alright so over over this, I would put... And this is well over it. And, and this is really kind of... This is kind of grieving Tom a little bit. But I would put Sunshine over this. Because uh, I famously hate the last act of Sunshine. Because I feel like it's this um, unbelievable... That's uh, your over? Yeah. Sunshine. Because I think it's this unbelievable... Uh, <sighs> unstoppable... Insurmountable, insurmountable, almost supernatural, super uh, killer uh, that, that that movie develops into. Uh, and I don't understand the rules of this movie. I don't understand why Michael Myers can do all of these things, can smash a guy's face with his foot, or can reach through the, the thing in the police car, but can't break out of a mental mental institution. What I don't shall-
2: uh, that's true. Which Halloweens have you seen before?
0: Well, hold on, Kelly Wand, we'll get into that Okay, okay. I'm so a-
1: Anyway, well, all, all I'm going to say is I, I, I didn't like it at all Because I didn't think it was uh, scary at all And I expected to be scared um, I don't get I guess I just don't get slasher movies uh, So uh, That's all I'm going to say
0: Kelly Wand, what's a movie that's better than this? A movie that's not quite as good And just very briefly tell us what you thought And then I'll go and we'll uh, open the discussion
2: Okay, well, I really liked it. Uh, I liked what it was uh, doing for slasher movies and like commenting on them. Like Judy Greer jump scares Michael. call. I like that. I like the idea of premising it as a grudge match between those two characters. Uh, my over is Halloween two though, because that was the first one I saw at the theater, and then I saw Halloween right after it, which was kind of a dumb way to do it. And I was really excited by it and I remember it was just a really fun viewing experience and Jamie Lee Curtis uh, it's also got Loomis in it and so it sort of wraps up the first Halloween storyline I think uh, a little better and I felt like this was a little too easy like all three of them I don't know the ending I thought they got off a little too easy for a Halloween movie uh, but my under is uh, I like slasher movies but I, I you know, there's a curve, and so one I like less than this is Friday the 13th, New Blood, the 7th one, with the telekinetic, which has a really cool third act, but otherwise uh, it's not as exciting. But yeah, uh, but I mostly liked Halloween.
0: Okay, uh, I will, I, so I, I love horror movies, It's uh, but my feeling about slasher movies is that it is a creatively bankrupt subgenre that ran its course back in the 80s and I don't think it has anywhere to go or you can really do much with it so I was super excited to see what David Gordon Green and Danny McBride who co-wrote this with some other folks David Gordon Green directed it what they would do with the genre uh, and I was sorely disappointed because I feel that this is a and Kelly, one, I want, to, I want us to talk about this what, what you thought it because uh, apparently what unique things they were trying to do and I saw some of these I don't think any of them worked uh, I want to discuss those, but I didn't feel that any of those worked. And I feel that this is just another example of a conventional slasher movie that kind of proves my point, that there's nothing creative you can really do with this genre anymore, at least in the context of an actual conventional slasher movie. So my over and under, and I did bracket this closely, uh, also slasher movies that I don't like, but that tried to do something different, uh, which I would put this in that category. Uh, And my under is the ninth Friday the 13th, and there's no way I would have known this was the 9th, I even had to look up which one it is, but one uh, of the Friday the 13 and it's the 9th one, subtitled Jason Goes to Hell, it opens with uh, a, a summer camp, and there's a woman coming out of a shower and she puts a towel around her body, and Jason attacks her, and she's running naked through the woods, and and then it turns out it's an FBI bait operation to capture and kill Jason, and it's a super clever meta-opening. Uh, and I really liked that idea. It was playful, it understood the tropes of slasher movies, and it knew how to to tweak them and to make them into the jokes that they are. But then it went on to become a just conventional, dumb uh, Jason Voorhees uh, Friday the 13th movie. So that's under. Uh, because at least, by the way, this has uh, an intriguing cast, and there are maybe a couple things I liked in this, but my over is a movie that takes slasher films and gives it the last action hero treatment. Uh, Unfortunately, the two lead actresses in this movie are terrible, and they really need to be good for this movie to work. The supporting cast in this movie is, however, really, really good. Uh, And it's a movie called The Final Girls, plural. There's a movie with uh, Abigail Breslin uh, called The Final Girl, singular. This movie is The Final Girl's plural, and it stars, I don't know how to say her first name, Teysa Farmiga, uh, who's terrible, and Malin Ackerman, who can be okay, but who's awful in this movie. And the premise is that taysa Farmiga's mother was killed by a slasher in, uh, you know, many years ago when she was a little girl. And... Uh, Teysa Farmiga, like Wizard of Oz style, falls into her mother, because her mother was a slasher movie actress. Teysa Farmiga falls into one of those movies. And she reconnects with her mother, and they have to deal with all these slasher tropes. Uh, and unfortunately, the lead actresses aren't very good. The The script is clever. The supporting cast is great. But I didn't really care for it. So uh, two thumbs down on this. One thumbs up from Kelly Wand. So Spirited Kelly Wand, thumbs up, yeah. Is Teysa Farmiga related to Vera? Uh, niece, I believe. Yes, absolutely, and they look like each other. Like if you ever see a movie and you think, oh, she looks like a young Vera Farmiga, it's uh, Taysa. Yeah. Oh, okay.
2: But Audrey Hepburn and Catherine Hepburn, it's just a pure coincidence, right? <laughs> that's the one I
0: can't I – that's before my time. I wasn't around
2: back then. All right, that's true. You <laughs> so can't keep one, track of that many headburns.
0: Uh, you really like this, and you mentioned that you yeah. liked some of the different things they were doing. Let's talk about some of those. What okay. were some of the things that you really liked that David Gordon Green and, and Danny McBride uh, did with this?
2: Uh, something where I – see, the thing – the, the reason you didn't like is the reason I – actually thought they succeeded on what you're talking about because I was like, yeah, slash slasher movie is a moribund genre. Like, how do you make it exciting? Mm-hmm. And something that I was really impressed by in this – and there was one thing that – there's one disappointment about it that will turn me against it if I think about it too heavily. But I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, but I'm really surprised it wasn't covered because it seemed like it was something I was really looking forward to. Um, but the thing that I really liked about this movie is that Michael Myers is in it a lot. It seems like the the, the reason slasher movies suck is because they can't show the slasher much, and so you're stuck with kind of like the lame-ass characters. Um And the slasher, you're not sure when he's going to show up or how, and it's either a false alarm or he just kills them and then that's it. And that's your money shot. And there's how many death scenes can you make unique and cool looking and different and not Final Destination gimmicky, too, because he's like a kind of a minimalist concept. Uh, but the scene where he goes door-to-door, I thought was really good. And the thing that was really impressive to me is Michael Myers is kind of a con- – is he's not a very complex character, but he's still in the movie a lot, and he never broke character, I didn't think. Although I was curious about the baby you not know, killing. But the door-to-door scene where it's all just one shot and he goes uh, – it just seemed really good. Like, he seemed like he moved like the old-timey Michael Myers. Okay. And I liked the reversals of, like – he looks down, Jamie Lee Curtis has disappeared.
0: Right, that was a uh, direct nod to the end. of Yeah, well, the yeah, I
2: like movie. that. Yeah. Um,
0: and I kind of saw that the moment he threw her out the window. I was like, yeah, I bet I know what they're going to do. Because that's kind of a, an iconic scene in the first movie.
2: Uh, yeah, and I kept struggling with, like, wait, she shouldn't be standing against the front door like a dumbass. Of all people, like, she should have it figured out, but then maybe because it's a slasher movie, it has to fall into Yeah, certainty. so what
0: you're talking about, Dingus, I think touched Formula. The, yeah, Dingus is, was confused about what are the rules in this, and a lot of times in slasher movies it seems like it requires A, either people it's to do natural. really stupid things, or yeah. B, like not keep shooting him down while he's down or b the slasher to to completely break the rules and just be able to supernaturally appear wherever where you know the the victim runs off and the slasher happens to be waiting at the place to which the victim ran and what are the rules there does he just appear whenever you want so uh dingus is that the kind of thing you're talking about
1: yeah that's that's exactly what I mean uh I don't understand why uh,
2: you know, logistics. i don't
1: I don't understand what what are the rules? I don't get it. Uh, and are there any? <laughs> I don't understand if there are any rules. I don't understand why he can, like, just cave a, a, a person's skull in with his foot or reach through the the back of the police car cage that no other like how, person could do that. How strong uh, is it compared
2: to Jason or a Terminator?
1: Or Or just... I mean... I mean and... <sighs> So Dingus, it, can, he gets hit by a car, and then he just, does. He just come back to life. Is he? Is it supernatural, or is it not? You I did the know old what one. It is. Any of them? Did you watch Old Halloween or Halloween Two? I, I watched the first one because we have a we have a listener named Dan uh, Winningham who wrote in, uh, who is a huge fan of these movies. He just loves them, and he actually gifted this movie to me last year, uh-huh. uh, uh, and he said I'm giving this to you because Tom often says that these are not for Dingus movies but you have to watch this so I of course I watched it um, but I don't I, I guess I, I don't understand that there's a meta thing going on here I didn't understand I mean I was excited to see it because David Gordon Green is doing it and because I, I didn't even know that, um, that Danny McBride had written it uh, with him uh, yeah. So I was same kind
2: crew as Vice Principals, they used
1: Steve. I was kind of excited to see it for that reason, but I just didn't get the rules, and I need I need rules in this so kind thing
0: of thing. It's the rules of a slasher movie, and they're they're pretty consistent. Is that the killer can be wherever he wants to be, and he can get anybody who needs to get at any given time. Uh, the rules really are that there are no rules, and that this is okay. not a rules based situation. And that's one of the reasons, by the way, that I think it's creatively bankrupt, is because nobody has to think around. Uh, how characters interact or what things there's no problem solving ever involved in a slasher movie uh it because you can't you can't solve around the problem the slasher as soon as it's your time to be killed in the script you will get killed no matter now, what you do
1: is uh, is this your interpretation or is this just an accepted? Well, I think the it's genre. accepted. It's
0: the way that they've kind of Kelly. Wand, you would agree with that, right? It's sort of the way. I would agree.
1: Work.
2: The movie knows that, and it's uh-huh. it's well, but, it's but playing but, with
0: regardless it. of this movie, just slashers in general. Wouldn't you agree? That's kind of part of the subgenre, and it's partly why it's named after the monster. Is that, that this monster, a slasher, who's generally someone who uh, is either mysterious or a psychopathic killer, basically, uh, can break all rules. That there are no rules binding the killer.
2: I right? think. That's true, and that is the rule, and and also that also means you're not going to see certain like, these are going to get shot with rockets from jets and stuff. Well, which is part of the way, yes. by the way,
0: which is part of the really clever things about the beginning of Jason Goes to Hell is when they capture him,
2: they right. turn lights
0: on him, they shoot him, they pull out assault rifles, they pull out a mounted machine gun, and then they mortar him. <laughs> and that's oh. the joke, and he's blown into pieces, oh. and the movie should be over at that point, but someone gets possessed by his spirit, and it's really dumb. Yeah, but, it's
2: supernatural. But
0: that, that's kind of, again, they, you, there are no rules, and that is the rule. Uh, yeah.
2: They don't also, in the Jason movies, they're not consistent with his resurrections or how they work or what. Like, sometimes just go, yeah, okay, Sue's back. Like, well, there's, there's no zero such thing. effort. That's
0: another – this this applies, like you said, at a meta level. This is canon for any given slasher is we can change the rules at, at, in at any – given movie like there's yeah. nothing consistent and Even it's one this of the reasons that i really wine. do feel that there's really, nothing yeah. that most of these are trash is they don't have to be limited by any sort of creative constraints they don't have to make characters do anything interesting they just make up whatever they want and the slasher can be hidden wherever he wants and uh it's it's kind of you know there's nothing they have no weakness until the movie decides to give them one um so so, Dingus. By the way, and I share that um, as as a criticism. Like I don't, I I think that's one of the problems. It's like it's like Superman is a superhero. If he's in, uh, invulnerable and he can just do whatever he wants, how can you make how can you create any dramatic tension around Superman?
2: That's the challenge,
0: right? So Kelly, what do you feel that actually they they pulled that off here though? Like for you, me, okay, I'll
2: was, uh-huh, yeah. Well, well, one one last thing, just because it does tie in with something you said, is like my biggest disappointment with it, and this actually. It's kind of funny what you said with your over is like I was really disappointed and shocked, in fact, that we don't see the 1978 capture of Michael Myers. Because if the first movie is the only one that's canon, he gets away at the end of that. That's what's implied by the ending of it is he's still on the loose. And then Halloween 2, he's on the loose when the movie starts. So in this, if Will Patton's character, his whole claim to fame is that he captured Michael Myers or Michael Myers just get like he finally – Gave into his uh, gunshot injuries. Like they really glossed over something that that was kind of critical to know. and would have given us a lot of insight into that. Like we got, well, there was, we didn't get the FBI sting operation scene.
0: There was the, there was a cover your ass moment where someone said, "Wait, I thought they were brother and sister." And I think it's right, the daughter right. who says, "No, they people just made that up." Like I think they just conveniently oh. with that one line retconned whatever they wanted to retcon.
2: Well, I knew that oh. that. I really, I, it's like David Gordon Green was trying to hang on to Halloween 2 as canon, but right. Danny McBride talked him out of it because he goes, it's more, <laughs> it's scarier if it's random and it's not a sister because otherwise he's just trying to kill his sister. So that's not right. as scary. Well, if it's just some random dude in a parking lot, that's way scarier. And he's right. However, the strange thing about the movie is they may as well be brother and sister since he comes after her and her family. So it's like it doesn't seem random and she doesn't think it's random. Uh, but I really liked her performance too, Tom. I thought J.B. Lee Curtis was really good at it. Like she screams and seems. Dip- I liked. I really liked the scene where the granddaughter puts her her head on her shoulder. I thought that was good. No dialogue. I like that. I love the door to door scene. I'm really surprised you didn't like it. Like that was enough to turn me.
1: What the? Um, I, I don't understand why you like that.
2: Based because it's Michael scene, Myers. It doesn't
1: seem any better than the William Friedkin rampage movie from the '80s. It just seems random to
2: me. did it have that same kind of camera movement where you're just in one shot the whole time. No, it you just, all these different it just felt like things. there's crowd control involved. And it's like this really complex.
1: No, it just feels like there's no reason for him to be doing these things. It's just a couple of there's kills not. That, that we get to see that that our characters we don't care about that just just so we can see a couple of slasher moments.
2: No, he's he's getting a knife and he's going on his rampage, and you're seeing the rampage. It's like uh... I don't remember if that happens in the, f- that's the thing the the first movie venerated is Michael's doing a lot of boring shit. And it's just from his, like he just drives a car around all he day.
1: He really doesn't do a lot. And one of the things that was confusing to me is that the, the first kills. And I guess that this is, this is what David Gordon green denim bride are, are kind of paying uh, uh, some sort of fan service to, I guess is, is that I was like, why are you being so shy about that? those first kills i mean the, the first kill is off screen But yeah, that's, what happens, in, that's and, yeah. what happens in the first movie too i mean the first movie right. builds up to it and, and i can i can kind of like all right i can kind of see that a little bit but you know from what from what tom's talking about i don't see what the difference is between this um if you're if you're just sort of uh, paying service to the the genre of slasher movies and the scream movies. I mean, what's the difference other than those are the Michael Myers creepier.
2: mythology? Michael Myers. That there's this there's this guy who's angry and just gonna go around stabbing, and he's just waiting to get out of it. like, I don't know, That's the thing. I, that's the thing that bugs me about all these re- reboots is they go, oh look, it's this exact same like mental patients wandering the streets, shot for shot stuff, the, the meta stuff. Like I right, have big right. feelings about that. Right. Um, uh, but Dingus, also...
0: yeah. Uh, I just want to answer Dingus' question about what's the difference between yeah, these. Yeah, uh, Kevin you. Williamson's deal with the Scream movies, and he's the guy who wrote the first one. I I think he might have written some of the other ones. And was the first one Wes Craven? That can't be right.
1: Yeah. You might be right, actually. Yeah, so, They're all Wes the, Craven, the f- or a few of them.
0: Well, the, and what Kevin Williamson was doing, and I guess maybe Wes Craven should get some credit for this, is the gimmick there was there was no consistent killer. Uh, is There's a different killer every time, whereas a slasher movie normally... The, the hero, in a way, or the anti-hero, is the killer. You know, it's Freddy Krueger, it's Jason Voorhees, it's Michael Myers. Uh, you know, it's Adam Green's Hatchet movies. They try to create. There's a, a Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Family, and Leatherface. They they create this monster, and that's the consistency throughout. The series, uh, Kevin Williamson's Scream stuff was like, yeah, what if the identity of Ghostface never really mattered? In each movie, it can be someone different, and we can change it. Uh, wow. You know, we'll follow Nev Campbell. And and there was some clever meta stuff in the Scream
2: yeah. movies. It's it sort how of how come you don't walk like that? Pinched nerve? Like sort, it's it sort makes... of go go ahead. Sorry. No, oh, no, you go ahead. I was just well, it's sort of
0: yeah, it, it's uh, it, it's a different enough tweak, and I appreciate I appreciate that with Scream, but. Uh, in in these other movies, you you follow and you kind of in a weird way cheer for the killer, and I think a lot of the early appeal of these was uh, gore effects, mm-hmm. because oh. previously there there all these subgenres of horror I, I find fascinating. There's this idea that there were horror movies like uh, Herschel Gordon Lewis that were just uh, pure gore, and it was this fetishistic. Obsession with gross things happening and knowing that it was a trick. And, like, how did he do that? It was It's like watching a magician saw a woman in half as a stage trick, but what if it yeah. really happens? How did he do that? How did they shoot film of someone getting sawed in half? And it was, I, I call it fetishistic because it's divorced from any context. It's just yeah. random gore. It's and waiting for it
2: to happen. Yeah.
0: And what slasher movies did was they gave it context. Mm. Uh, They created a monster who who brings about these gore effects and Friday the 13th I think is one of their early pure ones but that even came after Halloween I believe. Um, So so they create this monster to give context to these gory effects and a lot of times the gory effects almost like action set pieces have to build to a crescendo so you'll start with something off screen and they'll get increasingly gross and gross and then eventually there's a a showdown with the quote final girl Um, but but so I, I think that's uh, to, to answer your question, Ding, it's like why a lot of stuff happens off screen. Kelly, I can certainly appreciate, like you mentioned, that that shot with all the random kills, and certainly the, the super gory effect of the woman getting stabbed through the throat and it, the knife comes out of the back of her throat while she's got her head against the window. Like, But, but for me, with CG, a lot of this loses... Uh-huh. It's not even a lure because it freaked me out as a kid. And there used to be entire yeah. magazines about gore effects. Like this magazine yeah. called Fangoria was yeah. a, and that freaked me out as a kid it was about fans of gore because back then it was all practical effects. When you Which saw Which looks Kevin, real, yeah. Yeah, when you saw Kevin Bacon lying on his back in a bed and an arrow pierces up through his his throat. You're like, whoa, how did they yeah. do that? And the whole that, line go, oh! Right, exactly. Yeah. And and that's, there's some fascination to that that is completely lost for me in the scene that you're talking about, Kelly Wand, because I'm like, yeah, okay, it's a one tracking shot. There's CG. It's yeah. like in Walking Dead. They're constantly, like, killing zombies, and you know that everything is just CG. You know, none of it really matters. It's like, yeah, okay, you CG'd that knife hit. You CG'd that sword chopping that off. You CG'd that guy getting bludgeoned with... And, and the actors, it looks ridiculous, just sort of are almost like doing dance moves, just moving through. <laughs> and you just imagine the director saying, just dance through that and we'll CG and all the, the gore later. So all of this, the stuff that freaked me out as a kid and that I think drove the genre back then is basically dead uh, because of CG. And so that, Kelly Wan, that scene that you mentioned, in 1980, that would have impressed the hell out of me. In 2018, 2019, I just... Kind of shrug. I'll say
2: this time I can't I admit I can't be trusted because I can't I'm not an easy scare and I was sort of I can't tell if the effects in the movie are having the same effect on the rubes in the audience because I'm just studying it going, yeah then that's jump scare and so um you know I feel is like that, I'm on a certain level I can't enjoy it either that, unless I'm really an
1: is that any different than as far as I hate to bring this up but I'm going to uh the first Star Wars movie as opposed to the ones that are now. The jump scares? <laughs> Wait a minute. No, 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 I'm talking about <laughs> oh, the, the CG stuff. The CG stuff.
2: Nah, because the as... character Michael Myers, that's the thing. Tom, you know how I feel about, uh, like the reason I like Harrison Ford more than Dwayne Johnson as a protagonist is because he's not a big muscular guy. so when he takes on the big bald guy in Raiders. And Michael Myers isn't muscular like Jason. Jason's a fucking giant pumped up like you can't, you don't want to fight it, but Michael Myers is like an old no, man. No, and he's what, still I'm, what
1: I'm saying is the is the difference between like Special hanging effect. hanging little thing, hanging little models on wires and photographing them bit by bit by bit, and having actors move around in those sort of sets with uh, with actual with actual models of things that are built on a sound stage as opposed right. to being in front of a green screen.
0: So I, I can that's that's a great question, Dingus is why can I enjoy Like a a modern science fiction movie with lots of CG, but I see all this CG here, and I just kind of shrug, and it doesn't matter to me. And I I think there are two reasons for that. Uh, In science fiction, there's a sense of art design. No matter how you're doing the effects, if you have something cool like the X-wing fighter with the way the wings split and the way the nose, like that's a great art design. Whether it's a little tiny model or a CG with Oscar Isaac in it, it looks equally impressive to me based on the art design, regardless of how they're doing it. Furthermore. And furthermore, with things like... And really, at the time, that scene of Kevin Bacon getting an arrow through his throat, that was groundbreaking. You know, Mm -hmm. Sean Cunningham, who did the Friday the 13th movies, that was amazing that you did that and that you didn't make that the whole movie because that's what a Herschel Gordon-Lewis thing would have been is, look, watch me do this, is you kind of meet the character and this was before all that stuff was played out and then suddenly he's lying there and an arrow pops up through his throat and he's dead and you're thinking, how did they do that? When I watched Star Wars... I know how they did that. I know that John Dykstra built these awesome models. Right. I know that nowadays they have all these uh, sci- these uh, CG studios working on these things. And I don't care how they did it, it mm. still is thrilling to me. And the art design is really cool. Whereas gore effects were de- depended on this how did they do that? Amazement. And if you're going to, you, you know. I just don't think you can build movies around slashers and gore effects anymore no,
1: in the, in the but, era of CG. Okay, Something. well then let me let me ask this then because uh, this reminds me of a discussion we had. I really liked the movie Wanted. Uh, I liked the there was there were these weird car chases in it. There's a car. There, there's a moment where the car flips over a bus, I think, and like somebody's. Sh- Shooting down through the 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 moonroof of the car uh, over a bus, or it's it's just there's just all this weird, super crazy car chase stuff, and I really liked that. And you were like, I I just don't believe any of that because it's all just CG'd car stuff, and that doesn't seem real to me. Is that more analogous? Uh, I think so because
0: one of the things so. When I can appreciate crazy gore stuff, even though I know it's CG, I think it's getting at what you liked in that stuff in Wanted. Uh And that's also, there is an element of choreography. When I see, like, a really clever kill in a monster movie, that's memorable. And I don't mind if it's CG, as long as there's some sense of choreography around it, Mm -hmm. the same way that you're talking about the car stuff in in Wanted. Um, So there were maybe... Yeah, I don't know that, I'm trying to think of like the last time I saw some really cool choreographed gore. Uh, Walking Dead, every now and then, I remember last season, there's a character who dies, and it seemed so random, because he gets caught in a revolving door with zombies on both sides. So how are you going to get out? And they have to just mechanically, they crush his head. And that was a really disturbing, gross kill for how it was set up and how it was portrayed. And it didn't – it wasn't just, hey, look how cool it is that someone's getting their throat slit. And they're, Like it, it it had a cool – it had cool choreography to it. And I'm not sure that I saw much – and maybe I'm forgetting something. I'm not sure that I saw much cool choreography in this Halloween reboot. Mm. Kelly-Wan, can you uh, think of any of the kills that
2: you thought – Made a, made an impression on me?
0: Yeah, because you know – Yeah, he, that's uh, a
2: good – that's a great question. I liked uh, the – The restroom stuff there's a lot of brutality like he just he that's something that i i really treasured about the movie and something that i i'm curious if you share by to me michael myers is a great character as a slasher like he's just very um he has a certain way of killing him (laughs) he likes the headbutt he likes the (laughs) knife there's a lot of headbutting in this
1: i don't understand why you have to have a mask on all the time because that doesn't help you to see around. No,
2: that's what I'm saying. He's got he's handicapping himself, but he's still doing great. But in I re- <laughs> the thing that I, I love about this movie, and I was really worried about it before going in. Is like please don't break Michael Myers's character, like the Rob Zombie ones did, and like uh, Crystal Skulls breaks Indiana Jones, and like like I want the Michael Myers I grew up with. He has to have that kind of personality.
0: Um, well, they were certainly reverent to it, and I I I just. I don't understand I mean I guess I do but his
2: pranks. He's a prankster. Jason Voorhees doesn't leave doesn't put sheets on people. And that's the thing that's kinda of funny about Michael Myers is you pick you picture the scene where he would put the sheet on a death, uh, like a McGruber, You're all wet kind of thing and leaving it for someone to well, find. And that's but. set
0: up too, where he puts the sheet <laughs> yeah. on with the glasses and he stands right, right. in front of PJ, Peter. Yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um
2: but I also yeah. really liked the, the black kid knowing he was in a Halloween movie. Like It was, it seemed to be honoring a lot of my theories about, <laughs> about movie mythology and the characters knowing what we know, in a way, because they saw Halloween. Or at least in this mythos, there is a Michael Myers. That's what was kind of bugging me about the movies, in Haddonfield, the Michael Myers phenomenon seemed dead, which seems like it kind of was like... Oh, no one remembers the uh, Empire in Empire. Episode 7 of Star Wars, even though Onsoul is still alive. Oh, yeah. on, it was
0: one incident, and it was 40 years ago. Why would they remember?
2: <laughs> what else has happened since? That's the only thing that's ever happened. Lots there.
0: of stuff. 9-11, the Iraq War, the, the Illinois the, the Supreme Court decision that gave the, the presidential win to Bush. Uh, lots of stuff has happened, Kelly Wand. Columbine. I mean, come on. Who's going to remember one psycho 40 years ago? I'm being for
1: So, John Carpenter
2: David Gordon Green said interview was like he was John Carpenter was like he'd score a scene for him, and then John Carpenter would go, like have John Carpenter would score the scene, and then he'd go, Now wait, check this out. It's even better without music. Look. And then he'd like listen to it, and they'd go, Oh yeah, it is So John there was a lot of John Carpenter. Uh,
0: I think part of the and again, stuff. I don't know if this is apocryphal, like the, the Michael Myers mask being a William Shatner face, which May very well be true. I don't know. I just I've always been suspicious of that. Uh, part of the apocrypha around Halloween uh, is, seems it, like... is that uh, John Carpenter, I think, had another composer. Like, he lost his composer or something, and he tried yeah. to submit it without music, and because at that point he was a very new director, the studio was like, no, we need music for that. And he just kind of had to come up with something on his own because either he didn't have a composer. Yeah, so he was kind of pressed into service for that. He didn't want music, but when he was told, you need music, he decided to do it himself rather than turn it over to a composer. John
2: Denver wrote Annie's song uh, on a ski lift to get out of a fight with Annie.
0: And because he was asked by Ben Wheatley to give him a song for Free Fire, yeah. <laughs> um, I, 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 Michael I Myers, I, Tom, come on! He's I, back. I, I did like Jason Moore, the, the,
2: He sucks. He's the predator. Michael Myers, the <laughs> alien, bro. I,
0: I did like the use of music in this. Like, I loved the yeah, opening scene building to a crescendo and then cutting to the famous theme. Uh, and I liked the way they played. I don't even remember specifically what it was, but there was some kind of like ominous Blair thing that they would put over the music. Yeah. Uh, so I did like the music to. This.
2: I like the um, the prison stuff with uh, the inmates are all howling like he's a fucking vampire and they never do right. that was great and oh, that's the ah, setup a lot of good you know, shit. know what yeah, yeah. where's it going
0: is do the podcasters see his face?
2: Yeah, but we don't. That's the whole thing. The whole everyone in the movie knows what he looks like, but us. It's kind why? of a cruelty. I don't why? know. I don't know. That's troubling, and it troubles me that the strangers because you see one of the strangers, she looks kind of creepy in the dark. Wait, but, you never uh, see
0: one of the strangers. You see one of the strangers?
2: Well, on the in the first Strangers, she's on the porch and she rings the bell and she's all, what's her name? Oh, <laughs> right, right.
0: But we don't know that she's one of the girls that put on a mask, do we? No, you, she yeah. has to be. Well, once on. they have the masks right. on, so, like, you never see them behind the mask. Yeah. But that's the thing about uh, not when, it, when a camera is coy about not showing you a face yeah. or obscuring it where he's conveniently standing behind a tree branch, which happens in this movie and the first movie, uh, like that's... Annoying? For a reason. No, that's for a reason. Oh. That should be because when you see this face, you will know something. And I sort of yeah. just feel like, why are we still hiding this face?
2: face? I, I don't know. Maybe because I mean, the the line, like, I've never seen such evil except in his eyes, like, the you camp, know what? It's, like point, it's like a Lovecraft thing. That's a, that's love, a very like, good
0: point, Kelly Wand. Like, like, if you like look
2: at it, it, you'll go nuts. Yeah,
0: Right. You couldn't possibly render it with an actor a human face, so we just have to hear from the people who have seen it, and we're just shaken by it. I like that, Kelly Wand. Yeah. yeah. Um, um. So, one I, of my big issues with this, and Kelly Wand, I, I'm guessing that this stuff kind of worked for you. I, I love the idea... Of three generations of women uh, uh, uniting against him as a counter, because one part of the the uh, the evolution of slasher films, like they started with uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which I still think uh, a lot of people appreciate that movie. I love it. I think that I think that movie is unmitigated trash. I think there's <laughs> nothing to it. I hate that movie. But over uh, the course what? of slasher movies, uh. and especially with John Carpenter's Halloween. They create this idea of a woman being transformed by violence into a survivor. Like she yeah. she survives through all this violence, and it makes her stronger and tougher, and she prevails. She starts off weak and becomes stronger. And this become is
2: unhappy a, too.
0: This is a trope in a, in a lot of horror movies. And uh, Like, Neil Marshall in The Descent, I think is a great example of that. Yeah. Is this one woman who starts Trauma. out as the weakest, prevailing through all this darkness and violence and blood and insanity and murder. And becoming stronger from it. A couple of different endings that maybe compromise that. But I I feel that slasher movies kind of evolved that idea. So I love that now in this, you know, and I don't, it has nothing to do with Me Too per se. But, you know, now that finally uh, women are finding more political power, that it's being acknowledged, uh, I love this idea of there being... Three generations of women—you call it a grudge match, Kelly Wand—but almost like uh, just getting back at slasher movies. Yeah, it's
2: like I like the guys. Judy Greer arc's Great, that's a great. They get the because that's Judy that's my Greer. thing. Is
0: I didn't feel that they did much with it. I don't think they knew what to do with it. Well, and I real I I thought it was a complete waste of Judy Greer, and that's that's a crime.
2: Ah, uh, hey, it's a little okay. The thing I'll give you—it kind of reminded me of a quiet place where they just lost a husband. And they're like, ha the next second, instead of like, <laughs>
0: But that's how slasher movies work, by the way. You can't care about the victims. You can be very yeah, kind There's no, there's no authentic grieving allowed.
2: I was enjoying Judy Greer. Um, she always makes me laugh. I like her and art. I like all Judy Greers. Like, she'll make me laugh if she's not saying something funny. I can't be trusted on her either. But when uh, Jamie Lee Curtis comes to the dinner and, like, drinks all the— <laughs> Judy Greer goes, that's why we don't reach out. I love that line. I like the little, I don't know, it just seemed like she was being funny. She was, because okay. uh, you go, why did they get Judy Greer to play that? And then they're setting you up. They're, tr- they're making you annoyed so that at the end they go, look, this Judy Greer, she gets to do the fun thing.
0: Well, I, I you know, that, I, I think that's the only, like, that's the, Money shot. The, the kernel of the idea, like the the idea of the movie, and they set it up with the mouse traps and the Mom's very right. end line about it's not a cage, yeah. it's a trap. That yeah. is such a cheat. Like that is not. Yeah, and the daughter that, doesn't go anywhere either. That is set up so poorly, and I just felt so manipulated by that. I love the idea. So did Michael. Of it. Yeah. And I loved the idea of Judy Greer. Playing with that moment, like oh, I just can't, Mom. I can't do it. Gotcha. Like that was that yeah. would have been great in a better movie that had a supporting structure for it. But yeah. that th- this idea that that was actually a trap. If it's a trap, why <laughs> is it wood. so hard for him to get down there? If it's a trap, like why don't they just shoot him through the bars with their fifty shotguns that they're carrying around? The
1: trap involves him, having to climb up around him too. That's like, a, I, with I know. The same exit, to that's the dumb trap. If this a trap, why don't they bother to tell Toby Huss? I mean, come right, right, on. Uh, right. Yeah yeah, 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 They use Exactly, I know, right. Like, a are
0: they point. worried that the Toby Huss is going to leak the info to Michael Myers or something? Maybe they're just trying to get
2: rid of him, and that's a secret subplot that we, we have to read between Well, what they're them. doing, Kelly
0: Wand, is I just think it's a sloppy script in that it has this great idea, and it just doesn't know how to execute it other than a gotcha that, that it's, cheats uh, throughout the
2: movie. It's still... It, I don't know. It's like a slasher movie... This is it, in a weird way. It makes me want to see First Man because the guy who just did two musicals, decided to make a biopic about an astronaut. Like David Gordon Green wanted to make a slasher movie, and I think that was what I was thinking while I was watching. Was like he doesn't, you know, he likes Halloween, but probably not slasher movies in general. Um, th- well, that's the I thing think that I, Brian, so much I, Michael Myers in
1: it. We we have a, 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 a downer named Brian Becker who wrote in. um who said that he thinks that uh, David Gordon Green just didn't believe he could make this scary movie? It's uh, not.
2: That's the thing is, it's I don't know if it's scary either because I can't tell. Oh no, like it's I not. Said, I don't steady. think it's. Scary you weren't at all. scared, and you're an easy scare. Right? I'm an
1: easy scare, and Brian and Becker. Like... Brian yeah. Becker's very much like it, Brian Becker liked it. Uh, he thought it was a crowd pleaser, but it's not scary. Uh, Soren Huglin, who wrote in, said. Scary. It was good, not great, but not very scary. Um, so I, I don't think anybody thought it was very scary. Nobody was jumping around in the theater with, that I saw it in. Yeah, uh, it's
2: not. I don't it, think it's. It, it's a Michael, I, it's a I'm great so, Michael Myers.
1: I am so easy to scare. It's fun to see movies with me that are scary movies because I'm, a, I'm just I I get yeah. easily creeped out and easily scared. What's your scariest
2: um, movie ever? What did you think of the first Halloween? Where'd you go? Or were you in Dream Warriors? Were you scared or kind of bored? Because <laughs> you don't like slash movies, so you just went ah,
1: the nurse of the tugs of the mute guy. I was freaked out because I had never seen a lot of those images before. It's such a weird movie, yeah. Okay. I think the scariest movie I've ever seen is probably Poltergeist, but part, That's part a pretty of pretty scary that
2: movie. Is... That scared March. the shit out of me when I was a kid. Part
1: of that was the situation I saw it in. You know, I was.
2: Body snatchers fucks with you too when you're a kid because you're like, wait, I can't sleep now. Hey, thanks, Mom. Great. Bye.
1: Cheers. So uh, I just don't understand if – is it, it – are slasher movies not supposed to be scary? They're just – because Tom was talking about the, the gross effects. Right. Uh, is it just supposed to be gross? It's not supposed to be scary?
2: I think you're supposed to laugh. It's like a roller coaster thing. Like, oh, I'm laughing to pretend I'm not scared. You're not scared. You're just dreading the, like, how gory is it gonna be? Is it gonna be well, an arrow through the
1: throat? Well, that's it's Final really Destination. I mean, I, right? I mean, that's the that, thing. That, that people this? love those movies.
0: Uh, Final Destination is kind of an evolution of slasher movies too. Where yeah, universe, yeah, yeah. The the whole universe is the slasher. Like, that's kind of the. the the gag there. Um, so Dingus, you, you guys talk about is it scary and I, I find, and Kelly Wand, you even ask what's your scariest movie. Uh, I know yours. Movies, I don't know mine because I, I wouldn't know how to answer that movie. You used to say John's. Me, Well, horror movies are like comedies in that there are different kinds of comedy and there's different kinds of fear and there's different kinds of scary. You know, there's a startle scare. There's a creepy scare. There's a dreading what's going to happen to this character scare. Exorcist. There's a, a, you know, there's a, there's yeah, they're they're different. They're, yeah, exactly. They're theological scares. Uh, Yeah. So don't go in the room. fear, like calling something scary or not scary doesn't really mean much to me. It's more like what type of fear are you dealing with? And what slasher movies want to do I think is titillate you more than scare you uh, uh. with by just setting up random characters and how who's gonna die first? how is this person gonna die? Uh, you know alien by the way, I, I think is a, is a is an iteration of slasher movies in, in a way. Uh, is just the, the monster stalking the people and killing them one by one and who's gonna die next uh, So uh, you know what one of the scariest slasher movies I've ever seen, uh, and this is hard to do. Because once it's done, it's a trick that you can't really reuse. Uh, there's a, there's a, I guess it's a slasher movie too. There's a movie called Wolf Creek, um, which, <laughs> takes oh. its, which takes its time making you care about the characters first. And most slasher movies can't be bothered with that because the writing isn't good enough, or that's just not on the agenda. Is all the actors like the podcasters in this movie? They were obviously just kill fodder. Oh yeah. Uh, and Wolf Creek, uh, a guy named Greg McLean, who's an Australian director, who hasn't unfortunately been able to follow up on it he just did a great job of creating these three sympathetic characters and then do, having a, a a monster do terrible things to them and that's an effective formula if you can make that first part of the movie work and it's it's a hard transition to make because who wants to sit there and watch you know a movie for 30 40 minutes about characters that are just there to get killed um, so when you talk about scary movies so i think the the titillation effect wasn't really here for me because i first of all i if if you're not gonna kill any of the principal characters uh yeah eh. I like, I kind of was worried, you know what? None of these women is going to die, are they? Everyone Yeah, else it's is
2: like it's cry. pandering to them. Hey, yeah, exactly. Jamie Lee, like, they wanted to get her to right. do it. So they're like, she's not going to say no well, to this. I
0: thought story. they might have done, like, a killing hand solo for her character and then tried to, like, milk it for some meaning or something. So I almost thought, wow, it's going to be really cool if he just, like, crushes her against the door. Like, that was going to sort of subvert my expectations. But no, she gets loose, and she's ultimately uh, fine. Yeah. Um,
2: the babies, but, yeah.
0: The baby. <laughs> But yeah, so I, I, uh, the, the, the fear in this, that because there wasn't the titillation, because I sort of knew none of the three main women is going to get killed, uh, for me, I thought this relied entirely too much on people creeping around through dark houses. And yeah. you can look at a horror movie, and its quality tends to be inversely proportional to how much time is spent with someone walking through dark woods or through a dark house. Yeah. Like, that's the most – and waiting for a jump scare, by the way. It's the whole point of having someone walk through dark woods or a dark house is you're you're waiting for the jump scare. And I thought this movie relied way too much on that. I mean
2: – In situations it where it was completely unjustified. Like, Jimmy Lee Curtis, that was so dumb. Like, yeah. I thought she was going to do martial arts. I go, oh, she wants to get close in on him because she's got right. some cool kill move. But then he shows well, up behind her and she's all oh, – And the whole thing, if, if
0: it's supposed to be a trap, why is she –
2: leading them to it, she's not leading him to the trap. It's dumb.
1: I I thought secret
2: door to the trap. (laughs) I thought it
1: was going to be more like because of what he said early on about maybe we created two monsters. Uh, I I was hoping that who's the other one? Jamie Lee Curtis. Her becoming him, like hunting him down. What happens
2: to Corey Feldman and
1: and then uh, just doing doing what becoming him basically. You know,
2: They're not related anymore, though. So if that happens, it's even dumber that they're <laughs> okay. We're not going to do <laughs> But like they're the, but
1: but fine but about them creating two monsters. And I thought. Yeah. That,
2: but the Doctor's Arc's a trick.
1: uh yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, that guy. And the Will Patton character, the greatest cop to ever catch the. Worser.
0: Kelly Wand, I loved your Will Patton scenes in this movie. <laughs> I
2: just want to say. I don't know how to do that guy's voice. No, no, no. Uh, I just, I no, this, right it was, this whole sure. scene.
0: Yeah. Whether it was a, 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 the not the verisimilitude of it, but the quality of the scene. The yeah. Oh, Excellent yeah. Work. Excellent work. Uh, I will say, I also thought Will Patton was, was wasted in this. They didn't do yeah. much with it. There's a movie called, uh, and I might have mentioned it to you guys. Did either of you say eighth grade yet?
2: No, I want to. I will.
0: All right. Whatever. You're both fired. Uh, but there's a movie called Boarding School uh, with Will Patton, and it's just – it's it's vintage, prime Patton. So if you like Will Patton, there's a, a horror movie called Boarding School that I heartily recommend. Uh, and so I was just disappointed seeing him play the disposable deputy, which is another trope in, in slasher yeah. films here.
2: Uh, uh, yeah, Halloween, guys! Uh, so uh, <laughs> Chris
1: Webb, uh, since you brought up eighth grade, I'll, I'll bring up something that uh, is related in the um, in that age bracket. Uh, Chris Webb brought up Miles Robbins, who was Connor from Blockers. He was happy to see <laughs> Connor from Blockers in this.
0: Wait, oh, oh right, that's why I recognize right, right, him. Right right, 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 right. Very good, very good. Typecast.
1: <laughs> uh, Chris Webb did not care for this, but he thought the original holds up.
0: Well, the original holds up too when you think of the context for it. Like there'd been nothing like uh, that, like it, and and it's just great. Like John Carpenter, he, he just has his own style, and you can see that throughout the original, um, and yeah, like I kind of agree with him. Unfortunately, like it's dated in a way. And then you but, uh, re
2: you update it by replicating it exactly, scene shot for
0: shot. Well, I, at this point it's just a
2: everything's a commercial, good. Tom. Well, it's a it. franchise, right. It's a That's franchise and
0: it's it's universal. They're they universal bar is low. monster their their mummy <laughs> thing with Tom Cruise tanked. So huh. what else are they gonna do? We've got to go back to the uh Halloween well. Uh
2: but I'll take that over the mummy. That's
0: what I'm oh, saying. Well, my, my bar
2: is so low, dude.
0: This, but I'll and take... I appreciate too, give it let let Danny McBride and, and David Gordon Green write a script and let David Gordon Green direct it. But I'm just disappointed that they and maybe they weren't allowed to, that they just didn't uh, use I think- their their ideas more with this idea of a trap and the three generations of women. Like that, those right there were the two what should be the two pillars of this movie. Uh, is that the whole thing is a setup for uh, uh, Judy Greer and Jamie Lee Curtis to kill Michael, and we have the three generations of women. You know, the granddaughter's going to get involved somehow. Uh, Maybe that is that why they lingered on the knife at the very end. But yeah, I don't feel that what should have been the pillars of this movie were sufficiently strong.
2: I like it better than Evil Dead. And the other thing that made, my, made, made me like this movie more than I should have is the dude, the fucking Rob Zombie ones. Those were our last Halloween. Have you ever seen any either of those?
0: I don't, why would you horrible. watch? It? Yeah, I've seen it, but why would Rob Zombie is is wretched? I mean, what else would you expect from a
2: Rob Zombie? Oh, movie? Okay. Well just it's a, it says Halloween on it, and it's got the Michael Myers mask. <laughs> so I turn it on, and it's ev- Love Hurts. That's Michael I guess you're Myers. Right, it's, it's better than what? yeah.
0: Give it to David Gordon Green instead of Rob Zombie. Are you fuckers
2: high? They at least
0: have the right idea there. Yeah. Kelly, one. Do you like Devil's Rejects, though?
2: Yeah, but yeah, I, not I my great. Halloween. Although no, no, I... I'm just saying, as
0: far as Rob's, Rob Zombie is, is, is I think universally awful. But Devil's Rejects is accidentally good. <laughs> wow.
2: Yeah,
1: what I like House of a
2: Thousand Corpses parts of it too. I should maybe check that out again. But, yeah. but it's not as good as Devil's Rejects. But House of Corpses, House of Corpses has a couple of those characters. That, well, like, right, his wife is in uh, everything. That. Yeah, right. And it's got um Rain Wilson going, okay, need my glasses to see. Oh,
0: I should. I- Interesting. I have a newfound appreciation for him. I should check that out again. Uh, Dingus, how did you feel about the way, because, and I don't know, I even hesitate to mention this because. That's exactly what they want me to do. But Uh-oh. One, of the <laughs> Uh-oh. one of the conservative responses to this was that uh, Jamie Lee Curtis should be ashamed to be against guns.
2: Oh, my fucking God. To, to be God, in favor so of,
0: of sensible gun use, but promoting guns in this movie. So, Dingus, what did you feel about the way that guns were or weren't? Michael
2: Myers' movie? exception.
1: Uh... Well, we, we have one listener named Bruce... <laughs> Garrick, who j- all he did was link something about... He did not right- watch
0: this movie.
1: He just linked something about a right-wing message about guns. That's all he did.
0: I don't even click on it, Dingus. Don't
1: get me he's trolling. I not clicked yeah. on it, but that's yeah, what very he good. did. Uh, a brain thought- surgeon trolls you, you'll feel it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you won't, yeah. because your brain doesn't...
2: End. That's a good point.
1: Yeah, uh, that's a good point. Um, I-, I found it annoying because just because uh, I'm dumb. Why aren't they just dealing with yeah. their arsenal? <laughs> I mean, just load up
2: or minefields or uh... yeah, she didn't have the right guns for Michael Myers. <laughs> she had a few. But <laughs> I mean, I, I you would have expected was, explosives.
1: That, that her like showing them like, freeze ray. I thought the some of that stuff of like, uh, you know, she taught me how to shoot. That kind of stuff was kind of cool, and and her handing over the revolver and saying these never jam, I mean that that was kind of cool. Yeah. But but she's got like a whole arsenal down there. Why don't they just load up?
2: And I, she's I mean, using it in the in, her, in the trap
1: where she's going to put Michael Myers. <laughs> <Yeah. She's laughs> leaving Michael
2: Myers in a room filled with explosives and guns. And And they're gonna stand there and look at him through the bars. They're staring
1: at them like, "Uh, (laughs) "Are you guys stupid? Do You know how many guns you just left me with down
2: here? (laughs) Maybe my
1: mask is gonna melt." I
2: I do like when Michael Myers tilts his head, though. That's whenever Michael Myers. So, as far as the political
1: message, I, I couldn't.
0: No, I, I don't, don't think there's a political one. I'm just saying it's because that's one of the, one of the things we've talked about before. Is you know how are how are guns represented in movies?
2: Oh like, well, Sigourney Weaver had the same thing in Aliens, and James Cameron's like, "What are you going to use harsh language? Hey, wait, that's good. I'm going to put that in the movie."
1: Well, <laughs> like she was they, saying, they have yeah. so many weapons. I, I for, for practicality <laughs> purposes, I don't understand why they're not using them. Right, and so she she uses yeah. the absolutely. She uses a. I mean, she's basically walking through the house with a musket and a flashlight. Yeah. I mean, uh, to blind herself. She, she's had all of these years to to, and she and she doesn't have an Uzi or a Tech Nine or something. I mean, what or Tech Ten, whatever it is. I mean, what what is that? I mean, i I don't understand. I don't understand what it is from a practical purpose. I mean, what do you think?
0: That that was the dopeness of that last scene. Is that yeah. she's such a like gun enthusiast? Why is she having a long arm? in a situation where you should really have a pistol. Yeah. Uh, but um, so, I, I, so my whole thing about gun like I'm in an R-rated movie do what you want with your guns. Like I, my concern yeah. is mainly in movies where, where children are seeing them like I, I feel you should be careful because gun culture is an issue in the way we portray it in the way that uh, sensible gun use is, is something that the Republicans are against. Uh, I, I think that that's an important thing in movies that aren't clearly supposed to be adult fantasies. So I have no issue with with the whole romanticization of romanticizing of guns in this and I kind of enjoyed that and I liked
2: Michael way, Myers doesn't use guns so he's I liked a Democrat. the way
0: early on I liked the way early on that they were setting up that guns are powerful and that the sound in the theater this is one of those things that I don't think you would appreciate when you watch it at home but the sound in the theater really played up the the gunshots when Will Patton and Jamie Lee Curtis have their pistols and when Jamie Lee Curtis shoots yeah. the mirror they're setting up that guns could kill him and they're making the guns sound loud and powerful. And I liked that. Like in those scenes, the guns really felt like they would protect them. And the movie seemed to be suggesting this from Michael Myers. Yeah. Um, so I was really disappointed to see that devolve into, oh, she's got the shotgun and she's running around in the dark house and he's gonna get her anyway. Um, because I would have liked a movie where, yeah, he's vulnerable and he does get his fingers blown off by the way. I think that's more than anybody else has been able to accomplish Uh, as far as like doing damage to him.
2: Um, I think it'd be fun to shoot him for like an hour and a half.
0: Shoot him, Robocop his ass. Just keep shooting Right. Just yeah. keep shooting him. When he falls down, don't even bother running out of there. Just all three of you stand around and just keep shooting him over and over again. You know, like the chicks. He doesn't run.
1: But isn't there a supernatural element to it? Because it seems like he gets run over by a car and, and he. He comes just needs back a few life. minutes. <laughs> he gets tired. So that and then he that like, is right. one of
0: the things that a, a slasher movie. So thing is, basically, there are no rules, but a slasher movie yeah. does have to decide. Is there anything supernatural here? In close. And I think And I think the Halloween movies have decided no.
1: Oh, this one. Right. It goes, he's well, just, yeah. well, any of them? I mean, so well, No, no, in some in of them the there is. There's the curse. If, like, if they had why? shot him in the head, if they just, if somebody had just he would walked dead. up to him and shot him in the head, that, yep. the, that, would, that would be the end of the it. movie. It. There
2: would be no more Halloween movies ever. But okay. he this, the first Halloween's canon, and he gets shot three or four times in that? Well, but the
0: suggestion here is that he's just a really tough, strong dude.
2: That's why we needed to see his capture in '78. Like, what did it? would they use then? And those tiny ass handcuffs in the prison yard
1: seemed like they'd be nothing.
2: Tell
0: me to- what, I'm sure that it was some like carbon bonded ultra steel.
1: But but your 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 <laughs> intention is that if ultra. somebody had shot him in a in the head, that would be the end of the that would be the end yeah, of Yeah. So Myers.
2: so uh, Jason uh, has- does shoot him in the head.
0: Jason Voorhees eventually gets plenty of Supernatural stuff. The one that I told you guys about, the ninth one, uh, where they blow him up, uh, his heart is still beating. And, and when somebody takes his heart, then his Mike, uh, Jason Voorhees' spirit goes into the guy. So Friday the 13th is more than happy to just, hey, let's get wacky and Supernatural. I think that the
2: Halloween – Leprechaun, there's nothing super
0: <laughs> I think that the Halloween mythos <laughs> dingus is trying to avoid saying that he is literally indestructible. Okay, they, they want okay. there to be this idea. Sure, he can take damage, and he might get knocked down for a little bit, but there's nothing magic. And, and maybe strong. I'm wrong about this, Kelly Wand. You can correct me about this, but there's nothing magic when he gets up. If you if you kept hitting him with the car, or shooting him with the gun, that would take care of it. So you're really stupid for not standing there and shooting him repeatedly with the
2: well, gun. Well, in Halloween 2, uh-huh. Loomis shoots his eyes out, so he's blind, and then they well, fuck you'll with him they, with the gas. They did show the that. milky
0: eye. I mean, you barely, at a certain point, when he turns his head. So he's got like these like blind fury uh, Zedoichi senses, I guess. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well. Well. Was, I, th- I think I you think know, I'm ready for him. Dan Dan Winningham again. He's he's our biggest he's our biggest Halloween fan. I mean, mm-hmm. he's crazy about these movies. Maybe um, yeah. He
0: would probably know better than me because I don't. Well, like the
1: supernatural he, he says, when the doctor killed Will Patton and started talking about how Michael was dead after being hit by the car, I honestly wondered if they were going to throw a curveball and go full supernatural mode. Right, right, okay. This really threw me for a bit before realizing that that guy was just insane. Right. Michael drove and him insane. The,
0: Kelly, why to answer me this? And maybe it's just a, hey, there's no rules. Why did Michael Myers let the
2: granddaughter go? When, in the car? Yeah. Yeah. That and was kind of stupid. Off. You know what? I'm going to be honest. The, the movie jumps the shark after she shoots <laughs> the mirror. Because they have him penned down in the house. And that's fucking Will Patton's character has him in the house. Right. Well, like, in Tommy the real, Lee like- Jones, no country way. But... Yeah, what? I like
0: when all the cops are showing up, and it's like yeah. it's clearly not a thing where nobody's cell phone is working. Like everybody right. knows. It's like I like that angle, and they just—you're you, right—it jumps the shark and doesn't. Like and then the, suddenly the National Guard could yeah. be there. Like if it if it came down to that, if enough cops died, all right, next morning National Guards rolling in. Something's going on. People are murdering police.
3: Uh, no a cell like phone idea. from the
2: house. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And it looked like it was going to become that movie. Like it was, oh, wait, it's going to be The Blob. The army is going to get involved with right. Michael Myers, <laughs> like you say. And then the movie kind of forgets that. It's weird. It's like, OK, now we only have two cop cars in the town again after all. Right. And Michael right. just walks off from well, a murder scene. It, Brian Becker, and they have bodies and paramedics. Brian
1: Becker says this is the most incompetent, even by... M- Horror movie standards. This is this might be the most incompetent police force in the annals of the history.
2: <laughs> I think that's a, that's deliberate though. Like okay, they're idiots. You're supposed to. That's no, a that's no. a slasher movie trope too. I think even all right. Cops, dumbasses.
1: The
0: the funny cop banter. What was that doing in there?
1: The weird uh, stuff about the the Vietnamese sandwich and all that. Yeah, the brownie. What was that? Why were why were we having
0: funny cop banter? Would Maybe you, that was I, McBride's. Were, were we supposed to remember who those guys were? Or yeah, I didn't understand why that. Well, was
2: they weird. gotta say so you gotta. They're setting up. Okay, Michael needs a cop.
0: Why? Car. Just have them drive up. I mean, what? Why do you need to have them sitting there? Well,
2: because well, well, the suspense is that the daughter uh, Allison is in the car they're looking at. And they're staring at him and deciding if they should move or not. So you're supposed to be like, oh, I hope the cops, I hope those two cops are going to surely die in a couple I seconds. Get, yeah, I guess
1: you're right. So drive let's, make them,
2: or, let's make them
0: lovable so that you're oh, they're
1: they're talking like about their food. Die. It's like, yeah. you know, I think it's brownies. I think it's them trying to do a Coen Brothers. Like, we're going to do some witty stuff. I, I Well, they got to say something. It's
2: like good. cops say lines
1: for. No, you don't have to have the cops do anything. You can have a cop just roll up.
2: No, I think I think, say I something. think
1: they're just, just trying to. I think they're trying too hard. Uh, through that whole uh, sequence, I well, thought they were trying too hard.
2: <laughs> with the joke, I thought it was a minimal amount needed to go. Oh, cops eating food in a car, Drive forward, die. Michael's got a
0: car. I don't know. Well, normally, like, in a in an actual script, that would be a moment that diffuses tension. But because there was no tension at that point, they, they, right. Yeah, it was. It just felt kind of random, like yep. witty cop banter. Well, yes.
2: Also, the food wasn't hilarious like oh he takes his thing off oh he's, hey, you i made a brownie oh you sound like, that's what a three-year-old would make that's not that funny <laughs> and the brownie looks good so this, the other guy's joke is ruined it's like what it looks delicious <laughs> jokes on the other guy that's right yeah. uh-huh the cop made a brownie dingus that's an yeah. that old slasher movie trope uh, i forgot about Gordon that one. green just touch ya. Alright, so what are
0: your favorite moments from this, your favorite moment favorite singular deaths. from this movie? I'm still uh, fucking around
2: with that one. Let's
0: go around, tell me your one favorite thing about it and I'll go first. Okay. My favorite bit is uh, Tony, Toby Huss's line about, I know jujitsu. He's talking how he <laughs> could defend his
2: family. I don't remember him saying that.
0: It's because it's a throwaway line. It's in the background, and they don't have it. They don't dwell on it. Like his character's kind of goofy. Sure
2: it didn't help him. He gets but there's a
0: moment where right in the background he kind of says, you know, why do I need you to defend my family? I can defend my own family. And it, I think it even cuts away from him, and he says in the back, he's saying in the background, I know jujitsu. <laughs> that, you know,
2: right, that was such a. Okay, that's your favorite thing. That's my movie? favorite. Well, that's
0: that's a, I, It was just a, it endeared me to that character. So that he was the only guy I was really bummed about when he died. I was hoping there would be more and it was just kind of a pointless dumb death too it wasn't even memorable he's just gonna go him with a yo-yo string Pfft, lame
2: uh all right uh, so
0: you like that I'd more than
2: with. the prison scene or the asylum I mm, mean, because the prison
0: huh? scene didn't go mm, okay i'm gonna anti-climax
2: Anticlimax climax that part
0: Come on, no, no, dogs did, like, howling like. Fine, yeah. I'm changing did? my answer. That's my second favorite thing. You did. Say. You
2: definitely didn't, didn't like one. the door-to-door stuff, and you didn't like the motorcycle guy dying off-screen. I like that. Like he's not. His death's not even. He's like the Indian in uh, Predator. You're not even gonna see well, his death. He's so it's lame. It's really
0: funny they do this little character development after the.
2: I like that. The, it's so stupid. The,
0: where you see the tattoo he
2: got the yeah. tattoo oh. on
0: his shoulder. Yeah. Did he your
2: audience? Okay, I'm sorry.
1: Finish your uh, co- contest, because Genghis, I what's, I your, like
2: that.
0: what's your favorite
2: thing? I like so many different things. things.
1: All right, uh, so I think my favorite thing is um, when she's like, "Mister, why are you here? Why are you in this room? Get out of here! Yeah, uh, uh, what are you doing? Because that's the uh, that's, that's that? What did you say? Is it the babysitter? Yeah, yeah it's the babysitter okay. up in the bedroom when when. The, when that kid is like, there's somebody who's been in here, and she's like, she goes behind the door. and He's like, you got to look behind the door, and you have to look everywhere in the room. Right, right. Uh, but that's a, that's a direct reference to the original, which where uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is walking with her friend, and she sees uh, Michael Myers, and he ducks behind a bush, or she thinks she sees that, or whatever. And then the the her friend is like, oh, oh my god, he's right here come quick uh, and and it's she's just goofing with her uh i i like i like that i like that's how that girls idea. are i like that david gordon green and danny mcbride i i think that they're directly referencing that moment from the yeah moment. there's a lot of callbacks, and i really and i really liked that particular callback
0: kelly what's your one favorite thing about uh
2: the halloween reboot i
1: like when the black kids all i'll go get help
2: we never see him again. I liked the dance school. I liked a lot of the kids. A lot of kids Actually, die in it. I liked how one, the the kids who know they're in a horror movie die last. But I also like when the dance
1: yeah. school kid shot the old man. I thought that was hilarious. I love the the moment where the kids like send Dave first. You know.
2: And again, <laughs> yeah, send Dave right, first. Right. And when the cop goes, is he still out there? I liked that too. Like, right, so see, uh, we
0: can say nice things about it. even Dingus and I can say nice things about Halloween.
2: There's a ton of... It's not perfect, um, but uh, I'm surprised uh, Tom, you didn't... I mean, it's kind of boring for Dingus, because he's, he's actually like, this is a stupid town. I don't want to live here. down, right, <laughs> um, These women are... <laughs> I like Jimmy Lee Curtis's uh, wretchedness, too. She was going a little Alan Burstyn. Oh, I She's loved getting... her,
1: actually. She I was thought... great! She's I great at thought... this. I mean, I think that the movie strays when it is losing. It's not a vanity her. piece. Yeah. I think it, I think it should be on her more, and I don't understand why she keeps leaving that awesome fortress that she has. Because I,
3: yeah. I thought it was
1: going to be a siege movie. She and, does throw the game a few. And things. she's like, she's got this amazing fortress that she's built, and then she just wanders out in town where, wherever.
2: Well, she's <laughs> drunk La-la-la. too. It's weird because it's the one night she go. All right, if I just get through tomorrow and he doesn't show up, then. I'll know my family's smart and I'm dumb. But on the night, <laughs> the one night she's going to have her shit together, she's like, ah, news. Muted. Fuck it. She doesn't follow the bus. What's up with that? She's there. She goes all the way to the bus and doesn't follow
1: it. That is amazing. I love and she's that. She's
2: screaming. I'm being crazy for watching this. She doesn't <laughs> really think she's crazy. Um... But no, I love. I think I'm, that's the thing, Tom. I'm like an easy room on... I love movies where like the woman... No one's listening to the one woman who's right. Like uh, Orphan. I love those movies. I just think it's so irritating to be that person and go, Guys, my child's a midget from Russia. <laughs> yeah, all right, honey. Sit down. <laughs> take your meds. Get out of here. Allow me to mansplain. This is your Supreme Court justice. Shut up. I got, oh, I'm and then that guy is always the first one I get it. I
1: don't know. So, uh, uh, Soren Hoagland thinks that the motion sensor stuff was inspired. So, I think that might be his favorite part of it.
2: Yeah, that was really good, actually. Because we don't see him. Did you see him when he was talking to the guy? When he's like, hey. look like, no. that guy saw him better than I did. No, I did not. And then when the lights went out, my audience went, oh. I'm like, you, you Germans, you cuties. Did you get? Did your audience say anything dumb, or were they just bored? Eric is too jaded for
1: uh, comedy my audience, Halloween movies. My audience talked afterward, but not during it. You
2: know. Did you stay for the credits? Because I was told there was something after, and it's really not worth uh It's just that. Which also, by the way, does that kind of fuck up the ending? It's like, oh, if he's breathing then the three generations of women
1: failed. And I think that's I think that's, that's a clear implication because you don't see him, actually. It's you- like the end of Ant-Man, when you're like, all right, well, we, we saved Michelle
2: Pfeiffer. Oh, she's dead. Infinity War, sorry. It kind of reminded me of that. And it was kind of predictable. It seems like you're undoing the... Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's body disappeared as a callback thing, like how the first movie ended, mm-hmm. and now you're... going you go, oh you've just subverted the slasher genre and then and after the credits you hear Darth Vader it's like okay uh, where'd you get that
1: one that's good I wonder what that means uh oh, yeah, that's good oh, so i by the way Tom. yes uh <laughs> Tom is saying asleep. that the original Halloween is a singular masterpiece so supposed to uh, Halloween you uh, know that
2: where do you stand on Halloween 2, Tom? Do I like that one too much? Uh, I don't remember it. Yeah. There's a part where a guy slips on blood and falls and knocks him out, and there's, like, hot water death. And I remember Jim Carpenter, like, added more deaths in it because he thought it was too soft core. So I need to make this gorier. People expect more from me. Mm-hmm. So he went in and uh, Spielberg it like, poltergeist.
0: I can't help you there But I I can be an apologist For the third movie But we'll do that On another podcast All right Kelly Wand What is next week's Three by three What do you got for us
2: Next week's three by three Is three by three taunts There were some In Halloween (laughs) Some from Michael Myers Some towards Michael Myers Uh, So three by three taunts Send your taunt choices In movies Verbal or nonverbal Uh, The email has to be written but the taunts can be anything. To three X three at quarter to three dot com. This is a this these would be fun to read on the on the air, I think. Reading taunts. So I hope and there's a lot of uh, responses to that. Get those to
0: us by midnight, October twenty eighth, midnight Pacific, and we'll read those on the air. I am Tom Chick. I've been here with Christian McClansky. It's Chris Morosky. And Kelly Wand
2: also ben tramer is still alive in this mythos so hang in there laurie you won't be alone unless he's one of the two divorces is that the music uh he hears in his head when he's killing people do you think he'd walk faster?
1: i prefer that we be more capable and prepared than lucky. Observation, reflection, faith, and determination. In this way, we may navigate the path as it unfolds before us. All right, and we have, what, eight more recharge cycles to go before we get to Aurigai 6? Is that a question, yes, sir? Yes, Walter, that's a question. That is correct. I know you're talking about smoking
2: weed. Dingus, that's just something teenagers, uh, it's, a, it's a word we use for, it's just, it means heroin. <laughs> Boop, 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 boop. I would write this a G, but that's just me. <laughs>